0: Dr. Michelotti of Helena Orthopedic Clinic grew up in Butte. My next-door neighbor in Butte was the trainer for Butte High School. And so pretty much from third grade on, I was in the Butte High training room
1: and that had a lot of influence on me. We get to care for people with everything from ankle fractures to hip fractures in older folks, elbow fractures or injuries in little kids.
0: Most people come to you with a problem that most of the time we can fix. Hopefully we've made their lives a little bit better. Helena Orthopedic Clinic, now taking appointments at their new location in Butte. Hi, I'm Casey Kausman, a 2022 Mirage Challenge Scholarship winner, and here's
2: what Mirage Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for generations to follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Casey Kausman, and I accept Mirage Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are viewed tough.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Casa Grandes Steakhouse. From day one, Casa Grandes has been a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. It has also long been the place to go for fine dining in the mining city. At Casa Grandes, they welcome you not as a customer, but as a part of their extended family. Oh, and the food is to die for. From mouthwatering steaks to fresh sushi, the family owned restaurant is sure to leave you satisfied. Stop in tonight for dinner or quench your thirst at Guido's Bar. Also, don't forget Casa Grande's wide range of personalized catering options for any sized occasion. Weddings, parties, receptions, holiday get-togethers, and more. Casa Grande's has been catering the Butte Sports Hall of Fame banquets, and the meal is always a highlight of the special night. Casa Grande Steakhouse. Eat where the locals eat. Now, let's get the show started.
3: Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world. You, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Woo-hoo! Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. I'm proud to be from New America, USA.
0: When I played Little League Baseball, I always felt like I was a big leaguer. That's because Northwest Little League President Jim Scown made us all feel that way. He announced all of our games, which were played in full uniform, by the way, like we were all superstars. Mr. Scown would announce the players when it came to bat. He would then narrate our trips around the bases if we were lucky enough to reach base. Even though we were literally playing on mine tailings, it felt like we were playing in Fenway Park or Yankee Stadium. It really did. In 1988, two years after I finished my career, the tailings were removed, or probably just covered up, and the field now has a grass infield and outfield. It was dedicated for the league president, who put in countless hours of volunteer time so we could all play ball. Today, Mr. Scown's grandson, Brandon Scown, is the president of the Northwest Little League, and he is striving to return that big-time atmosphere to games played at the stadium that is now named Jim Scown Field. It is the best Little League field in the city, hands down, and it was once regarded as one of the best in the Northwest. Not just the Little League, the whole Northwest United States. Brandon wants to bring that back. That is why the bleachers at Field were tore down this week. They will be replaced with temporary bleachers for this season, at least, before new bleachers are constructed. That will take some time, patience, and money. Some of that will be grant money. Other funds will come from local businesses and local donors. If you would like to donate to the cause, contact Brandon at ButteLittleLeague at gmail.com. Earlier today, I met with Brandon, a longtime friend and former Little League coach rival, at the Coach's Corner at the Metal Sports Bar and Grill for a really fun conversation. Listen in as Brandon talks about playing and coaching in the league that his grandfather ran for so long. Listen to hear about his plans he has for Scown Field and the Northwest Little League. Listen in to hear that he is doing all of this for the right reasons. Also, listening to hear us veer off topic a few times, as old friends tend to do when they catch up. Next week promises to be a great week. We will announce our class of 2024 for the Butte Sports Hall of Fame Tuesday at a 1 p.m. press conference at the Butte Civic Center. I will hopefully have at least one of the new inductees as a guest next week. I am still trying to set up a time to catch up with Pat Foley, the coach of the Butte High 1984 Class AA State Championship boys basketball team. That will happen eventually. We've just had a couple of setbacks, including the busy signal I get nine times out of ten when I call his phone. Seriously, Coach Foley has to be the only person still alive who still has a busy signal when you call him. I look forward to that conversation and some exciting news that will come from it. First, though, listen in as we catch up with a new president of the Northwest Little League, Brandon Scown. Last time I sat in this, the other day I sat in the same table talking to Dr. Neil Rogers, and I kind of felt guilty drinking a Mountain Dew because he's like the doctor who's on the radio telling you not to drink soda or heard, of, you know, all these healthy tips for decades. Mm-hmm. Here I'm drinking a Mountain Dew, and he's drinking water. You know, I feel like oh, this can't be good for you. But now when I'm, I feel like I'm doing something good. Yeah. When I sit across from you drinking Mountain Dew.
4: You're keeping a roof over my kids' head? <laughs> yeah,
0: because <laughs> yeah, you've been working at the, at the Harrington Pepsi bottle plant for. 17 years. 17 years? Yep. That's a... Uh, and I think I, I should... We should try to get them as a sponsor because I, I've, I've talked about Mountain Dew probably more than any show going.
4: I see you in the gas stations buying <laughs> those huge Mountain Dews. Yeah. Um, I try to that limit that to one is a day. advertising. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I try to limit to one a day, but I'm not really good at that. Sometimes <laughs> I got to get two. Yeah. Because. Yeah. That's like the mega tanker. <laughs> yeah, 44 ounces, they used to have 52 ounces at the Zip Trip, Yeah, and of course you can buy those big, yeah. huge things, and that just doesn't, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't seem right, but I'll see Brad Newman sometimes, and say, I guess you got your gallon of Mountain Dew again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, of course that's not why we're here today, Great. we're here to talk about, uh, well, talk about you and, and, and Little League Baseball, because you hear your last name, it's just synonymous with Little League Baseball, I mean. In Butte, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
4: well, around the state.
0: Yeah. I mean, Scown, I mean, uh, I, I don't, your grandpa was Jim Scown. Mm-hmm. And he was re- just, I mean, we just called him Scout. It wasn't yeah. Mr. Scown. It wasn't Jim. It was just Scown. Yeah, that's what it said on his license plate, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, His blue truck. Yep. I remember that driving yep. <laughs> around uh, And he did so many good things for Butte. You know, I, I remember playing, I think I've written about <laughs> it before, when I, I somehow scored on a walk-off balk. Which I don't know how you can balk in Little League baseball because you can't lead off and steal. I feel like I've read this story. Yeah. So, but I get on base. Probably walked, or or my my favorite way to get on was catcher interference because <laughs> I couldn't hit the ball worth a damn. <laughs> I, I love baseball, but yeah. I just couldn't hit. You know, I just couldn't see good enough. So I get on base, and your grandpa's behind the mic, behind you know right behind home plate on the PA announcer, and he says Billy Foley with the potential winning run reaches first base <laughs> you know and then there's i, I take second on a wild pitch or, or whatever and uh and the potential run and billy foley moves the third second base and then and then the third base and then he called the walk-in and here comes billy foley with the winning run for arctic circle <laughs> you know and uh but it just made you feel so big time absolutely and uh and it felt great because you know you had to wear your you had to have the pants you had to have a stirrup you didn't you didn't come to the game without your stirrups over socks you didn't play if you did yeah. you know and everything was so big time and you felt so big on such a big stage that even though mile high and, and other and uh Longfell little leagues they had good teams too mm. i used to feel sorry for the kids that went there because they didn't mm. get to play and that was i played on scound field before it was scound field right it was it was a mind dump yeah <laughs> it yep. was just mind waste i think yep and that's exactly what it was yeah yeah, so and then my last year was 86 and I think in 88 they had to open it with the grass and a new field.
4: They put the gra- they laid the grass on Scound Field in December of 1987 and dedicated it to Jim Scaun Field in April of 1988.
0: Yeah. So that's uh, it was just such a big deal to yeah. play on that on that field and it's uh, of course I have so many stories about your grandpa. You know, I told you the one when I when I was keeping score on the old scoreboard. My brother was playing. I was probably like eight, seven or eight, and I'm keeping the score and sitting up on because you could sit up on like the ledge mm-hmm. and you're putting the numbers up manually. Yeah. And, and yeah, your grandpa comes out and says, "Hey, Billy, how you doing?" And talking to me from, "Hey, you're doing a great job. But here, let me switch this one here, and we're going to switch this one here, and we'll move this uh, number to here and this number here." I, had, I think I had every number wrong. Yeah. And he went out there and <laughs> fixed all the numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, but he never told me I was doing it wrong. He was just giving me positive. Feedback as he was corrected over mistakes. Yes.
4: <laughs> yeah, we have. We still have that old wood scoreboard. It's in the shed. Yeah. Up there. I'm gonna pull that out of there and
0: see what we can do with it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you've you've coached the league for quite some time now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I started in right around 2008.
0: That's when that I long. Started huh? coaching. Yeah. Yeah, and I just know you've never. I've never lost. I've never uh, beat you. <laughs> you coach against these
4: other. A few I I I always kind of had a thing for. I always wanted to beat the other Northwest coaches. <laughs> yeah, and you did.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't win a whole lot of games. I won some tournament games, though. Yeah. You know, John Thatcher always just, what's your record? I'm like, it's like 2 in 150. It's yeah. not
4: that good. <laughs> yeah, it, it was always just more fun. Uh, yeah.
0: they, you know, you're more competitive. The
4: kids knew each other. The coaches knew each other. Yeah. you know, Those were the fun games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we had some pretty good games over yeah. the years. There Absolutely. was a couple times I thought we had you, but yeah, you pulled <laughs> it out.
4: I always have that that extra
0: picture in the in, in waiting <laughs> yeah, well, that's key pitching right? <laughs> and but you're, you're the president of the Northwest Little League now, yes was is that something that you wanted for a long time just because of the legacy and what i it's something i certainly thought about
4: um, I don't know that I ever really was like on a course where I wanted that it, you know it was I just wanted to do what I was going to do in the moment, you know, like at the time coaching, I just wanted to coach, you know, and, and I kind of worked my way up the board of directors and, you know, and helped out in that sense for a long time. Um, And I kind of knew, you know, with my last name, it was going to end up being the case. Well, it's kind of thrown upon you, right? And well, yeah. (laughs) And then uh, this last year at the end of the season, um, Josh Bush was wanting to kind of take a step back and, um, and help in other capacities, yeah. and um, Mike Vitala brought up, he's like, let's really shake things up. Brandon, do you want to be the president? Mm-hmm. I said, I would accept that nomination, but <laughs> I'm not a lot of these other guys that had all this time to do things on their own. Josh Bush, and the guy is, he's a hes a work machine there. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't sleep, I don't think. I don't think so. <laughs> um he uh, he he took a lot of that upon himself. All, you know, for the years that he was in there, yeah. and um, I said, you know, I just don't have that in me. What I what I would want to do is have you know a full board of directors that you know everybody does their little piece, and yeah, um, and we were able to build that, and we were able to build a really good board of directors. So nice. I'm super excited about the direction that we're heading in with the
2: league.
0: Yeah. And uh, Northwest, we're kind of, um, I, I think it was Chunky Thatcher I kind of talked about the kids at West. They were, you know, when West played East and when they were both junior highs. Yeah. How the West kids were the kids if parents didn't necessarily go to the games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then that's kind of what Northwest was a lot of the times. Yeah. You know, we relied on coaches driving kids, you know. It's not, I mean, most parents are at the games now. Yeah. But we're not, we're, you know, we're, we're not from the rich neighborhoods, you know. You know, not the privileged. You know, you see a lot of underprivileged kids. Absolutely, you, have, and you see them all over. We have we, have we see an entirely more entirely different demogra- demographic yeah. than than most leagues yeah.
4: around the state, really. I mean, yeah. that, that uptown Butte area, you know, there's you, it's it's really it's a really hodgepodge group of kids up there because you got some that you know come from families who are yeah. wealthy and, and you know they live on the back side of the M there somewhere, yeah. but then you got other kids that are coming from you know. A, that live in a fourplex somewhere on granite you know or somewhere and you know they're struggling to make ends meet yeah. but those kids are just as important as the kids on the back side of
0: the yeah. end there too and that's something we we grew up in the northwest little league absolutely and we can relate to that yeah i remember my dad was my coach we picked a uh a, this boy named ivor olson he didn't have a phone so we used to have to go to his house tell him what practice was you know and, and pick him up for games you know and And there's a lot of kids on the team like that just didn't have anything, and of course, we didn't have much either you know but I, I had a dad who was stepping up and coaching you know, and it was he was the best coach I ever had you know my favorite my favorite coach anyway I've ever had yeah but so but we can relate to that and we saw and we saw similar things when we were coaching absolutely yeah um, i mean i i
4: I totally relate i mean i was a, I was a Greeley kid you know yeah. <laughs> uh, Greeley was a little. Little on that that edge like that too. Yeah. Um, and man, I that made me who I am. Yeah. You know. And and I I love every second of where I came from. Yeah. And, um, I, I really want to kind of foster that and, and, and get that out there for you know the next generation yeah. of kids. Clearly, kids kind of have like a chip on their shoulder, don't they? A little bit. <laughs> it's like, <they're> like <laughs> you know, you you, you test it you know yeah <laughs> uh, every somebody out there tests it every day <laughs>
0: yeah because Greeley, the kids were tough you know that's what you know you didn't want to mess with the Greeley kid you were never afraid of a whittier kid or an emerson <laughs> kid or maybe an emerson kid but you know some there's a few tough kids from emerson but yeah. whittier hillcrest you weren't afraid of those kids <laughs> the greeley kids you, mean, you better watch yourself if you're going to belt off to one of them
4: i i always uh, i always bring up that uh yeah, we, we had a five-man basketball team at really? Greeley. Um, and I believe that might have been the fifth and the sixth graders combined.
0: Really? <laughs>
4: and, uh, we would, we still were able to push every other school to the limit. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever really got over the Hillcrest hump. You know, they, they had two teams down there, and we were always, one was always stacked. Yeah. Um, but I had to we, go
0: against Josh Paffhausen when he was a— <laughs> Hillcrest. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But we, we always pushed them. We always pushed him right to the limit. And, you know, we were exhausted, and but we'd still fight through it. <laughs> yeah. Now, you were you class of 98? I was class of 98, yeah. yes. Did you play sports with United? Did- I played basketball and, and football my freshman year. Yeah. Um, and then
0: I started playing hockey. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you were a yeah. hockey guy. Yeah. Now, uh, your boys play hockey? No. No? They do not like <laughs> They can barely skate. But they they like to the wrestling. <laughs> They love wrestling. Yeah, because Jordy's a. Of course, I always tease him that weird little wrestler. I've called him for. Yeah. For about ten years now. Yep. yep. <laughs> he, he, he finally doesn't get mad at me when I call him that. <laughs> he's used to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's a he's an animal. He's a great little baseball player.
4: He's good. He uh, he works hard at baseball. Baseball is his first love. Yeah.
0: So along and away. way. and he's tough because he can play. He's the one kid that that played on the the motor boaters as we like to call them the yeah. motor midi, which we still got to get those shirts for the yeah. motor boaters yeah. Yeah, but he was the one kid that you could play at any position yeah without question he's fast you can play him in the center field yeah you know when he caught a ton and he pitched and he had a great I don't know if he had was it a change up kind of a curve ball a change-up, didn't he? He,
4: he's got a really really mean curve ball it's, yeah
0: it, it breaks a lot yeah yeah and he throws pretty hard you yeah. know and and he's you know he was reliable behind the the dish which is hard to find a kid at you know 15 14 15 years old that's going to be reliable behind the plate yeah yeah and he's
4: we we've we've been working on some things over the winter too and he's he's an even better catcher now than he was last season so that's good yeah catcher that's that's the best position it's the hardest position that's 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 where the kids uh you know, the, the funny thing about Jordy is he, he gets beat up and battered and yeah. doesn't bother him because he's been hit with a baseball going eighty miles an hour for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well and he's not he's not built like a catcher. He's he's not real really big. He, he wrestled what's he wrestling at this? Year? Um he wrestled at one thirty eight this year. So he's grown up quite a and gained a little a few pounds then? He wrestled one thirty two last year. Did he really? Yeah. Well, okay. But catchers are one hundred eighty. Yeah. Yeah, you know. he, he's a little guy. Yeah, he's only five you know? seven. <laughs> of course, he'll sprout out a little bit. though. We're hoping. I mean, his brother was taller than me at this age. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty tall. Yeah. He's six five now. Is he six five? Yeah. So, was was their mom? Was she? Is she a good athlete?
4: Uh, she was a in well, yes. She was a dancer. Mm. She uh, oh, okay. She did uh, the Purple Bees. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, was she she same age as you? Uh, she's younger than me. Oh. Um, she was, she, she was on one of those trips where they went to Hawaii and did one of the parades over there. Oh, and really? stuff. Yeah, it was a
0: big deal. Yeah, they, yeah The kids these days don't even know what purple bees are. Yeah, no, they, they were huge. It's a lost thing. It's it's sad, really. It really is sad. Yeah, you'd like to see that that come back a little bit. Yeah, they went to, they've been to D.C. I think, and stuff. Yeah. They were, and it was always a big deal in the Fourth and Parade and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and when yeah. they let them in the St. Patrick's Day Parade, which they'd go back and forth. I'm they let the high school teams in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, so, uh, now Scanfield, uh, we talked the other day. Uh, of course, there's pictures on Facebook. You see the, the grandstands mm-hmm. are getting torn down. Yeah. And, of course, in Butte, we have some people, sometimes I'm guilty of it, when you see something historic getting tore down you start flying off the handle before you ask any questions of what's going on yeah. you know we saw that with uh, the wall which we we stopped that we ended up this, the retaining wall up at leonard field yes you know they're going to rebuild that now which is great yeah because that's that's a historic wall scound field you guys are tearing down those those bleachers uh, you know and they're they're kind of iconic yeah in a lot of ways they weren't, weren't always really comfortable but they were <laughs> they were iconic but now you're tearing that down not just because they're falling down, because you guys got some big, pretty big plans for Scout
4: So, you know, I was actually just chatting with my aunt earlier about this. Um, you know, what what my vision there is, and my thought, what I'm keeping kind of in the back of my head here, is that, you know, once upon a time, Scout Field was the premier baseball field in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember going to All-Stars tournaments for softball. Yeah. And there was teams there from like Chico, California and places like oh, that. Yeah. And they loved it. They were just in
0: awe of what we had here in Butte. It was perfect for that when we had that tournament. Yeah. No, I, used to, I covered it a couple times for the Montana Standard. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. Um, so,
4: in you know, in the past few years it's just kind of fallen into different states of disrepair. I mean, it was... Really, never built to last to begin with. I mean, it was, you know, none of it has a proper foundation. None of it is. It was all slapped together.
0: Yeah, yeah. on a mine waste. On on a mine. Because when they redid it, they didn't redo the stands. Yeah, they did the dugouts and the and the field, yeah. and the grass field and stuff. Yeah. Like but yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. Miller was saying that's why it's raised. Is that you know, um, they came in and
0: put new topsoil on and they raised it up. So they just put a big retaining wall around the edge of it. Yeah. And, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's coming down now. People can drive by that. Yeah, it's and gone. The so, um, grandstands down. Oh, they're they're, they're yeah, knocked down. down. I did, um, should have drove down by them on the way home.
4: Yeah, it's and and it is sad, you know. And, and but it, you know, I, I I'm not looking at it that way. What I'm looking at is, you know, my grandpa, spent a lot of time building, um, building it into that premier field like yeah. that. And I think it's. I think it's our duty to continue to have that premier field here and be Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that is going to be um, renewing it, re- refreshing it. Um, yeah. And and we're not, you know, and we're not replacing it with something gaudy and huge and out of place. Yeah. We're going to replace it with a, you know, as close of replica of those grandstands yeah. as we can. I mean. Um, and they're going to be built to last. We're going to put a foundation under it. Yeah. And um, it's going to be a little bit bigger because we're going to use the belly of it for storage and things
0: like that and make it more functional. Yeah, that way get rid of some of those buildings in the parking lot then, right?
4: Um, or some, something kind of? Yeah, something. We're going to try to figure something out there. Yeah, But, uh, yeah, because, I mean, you know, that, that baseball field was never built expecting people to show up in 50 different cars you know (laughs) but that's what happens now yeah and so the more parking we can create the better Um, and you know especially we we start looking at getting some of those bigger tournaments those regionals and stuff like that you know you need that you need that parking area
3: Um,
4: but we're we're working toward making it viable to the future and yeah, that's that's kind of the whole goal.
0: Yeah, bringing some big tournaments in again would be kind of nice. We would love to.
4: Yeah, um, yeah. I think those things were super cool. I, I loved going and watching that girls' softball yeah. regional. That was so yeah. cool.
0: Congratulations to this week's Lescovar Honda Athletes of the Week: Butte High swimmers Lily Jackshaw and Nathan Stone. Jack Shaw, a senior, takes home the girls' honor after posting her best times last week. She is a captain of the Bulldog team. She has improved her times every week while placing in the top ten. Stone, a sophomore, is the leader of the boys' team. He placed in the top ten of every meet this season while shaving time off of his personal records. The Bulldog swimmers will compete at the state meet February 8th through 10th in Great Falls. Congratulations, Lily and Nathan, and thank you, Lescavar Honda, for honoring the hardworking student-athletes. the Mining City.
1: Hey Butte America, John Davis here at Lescavar Honda. We want to wish all of you a Happy New Year and invite you down to see our newest selection of cars, trucks and SUVs. Most of our vehicles come with a 20-year 200,000 mile powertrain warranty and all of them come with free car washes for life. If you're in the market for a rental car, we have everything to rent from five passenger vehicles, all the way up to a 13 passenger vehicles. Stop on down and see us, our Honda.
0: Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store.
3: Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef but did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Granda's, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Granda's can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoclio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat.
0: Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. One of my favorite tournaments to watch, I think I watch almost every game. remember Willie McCarthy was coaching, they had, uh, was, was it a state tournament? Or was it, I don't know if it was a regional tournament or a state tournament. It was a year uh, Zach Tierney was 12. Okay, yeah, that was, uh, I believe that was just a divisional. Was that just a divisional? Yeah. But uh, watching Zach Tierney on that, just, I mean, he abused the bat the of Badavinnick house. <coughs> Cause it was a year before they knocked the bats down. Yeah, because you remember the mm-hmm. the next year the bats the ball didn't go nearly as far. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. The but bats. of course, it wouldn't have matter with Zach Tierney because he he had Herman Munster strength. He, he well, and he was he was a man amongst children. Yeah, <laughs> he was a big boy. Yeah, and I think Cooper Klobuchar might have played in that tournament too. Ah, uh, possible. And, yes. but there were some guys. They it just seemed they made it look so small. Yeah. you know, there's like Aaron Judge there in Yankee Stadium. It's just too small. He pops out, it's gone. Yeah. you know, and pop out anywhere else, it's a home run in Yankee Stadium. But he, it was just kind of fun watching that because there would have been home runs anywhere. Yeah, but it was just so fun watching. I remember how big he looks when Zach would play first base or whatever. You yeah, know? just looked like a, just a mountain of a man as a twelve-year-old boy.
4: Yeah. yeah, I was, I was announcing those games, and yeah. um, one of them cleared, uh, copper back there, and. Yeah. Went down into the field, and I don't even think it hit the side of the hill. It went all the way to the bottom. Yeah, and I think my my comment was, uh, "They'll find that one somewhere
0: in Whitehall." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> left, left a vapor trail. In a yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that field, of course, we had there was an old white was an old white fence with a bunch of signs on it back when I played. So you'd hear the ball, you know, yeah. you'd be loud thud when the ball hit the fence. Yeah, you know, because it now it's a chain link fence. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because it's got a higher fence in, yeah. in right field yeah. than, you know, it's like the opposite of Fenway there, you know, because it's a short, short yeah. porch and right. they yeah. built a higher fence. Not really high, but it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know if we, you don't, know, you don't see many home runs anymore. Not too often, because, but they still happen. Yeah. Uh, I think the last one who hit a bunch of home runs was uh, Carden, Logan. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, Logan wore, was a he wore my pitchers out and do <laughs> when he was twelve. I was coaching with Mike yeah. Parent, which was one of the coolest things ever is to get a coach with Mike Parent. Yeah, and uh, that kid, you just couldn't get him out when he was eleven <laughs> and twelve. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's yeah. still a tough little ball player. Yeah, he's going to be really good. He he hit a lot out
4: opposite field. I, I I learned some hard lessons coaching with Logan Carden on my team. Yeah, um, I learned uh, that you never you never put a, a slower runner in front of oh. Logan. Yeah, because then the next guy hits something decent, Logan will catch the runner in front of him. Yeah. And if you stop that runner, Logan's kinda of caught in between bases.
0: Yeah, he didn't stop. That <laughs> was pretty similar to Braylon Larson when I coached. Braylon just ran. <laughs> yeah. He would just run. He was and that's kinda of cool thing about being a little league coach, is now we are looking these kids are high kids we coached are high school age or just out of high school. And we get to see them like excess like like Braylons. Mm-hmm. He's like nine feet tall now. He's yeah, playing I basketball for Central or for Butte High as a freshman. Yeah, and uh, he's doing great. And it's just cool to see some of these kids that we coached. You know, not only play baseball but play football and other sports. Yeah, and like Cade Steitzner, I coached against him. It's yeah, like I could never beat I never beat Steppen because he always had Cade Steitzner.
4: Yeah, yeah. One of one of my uh, one of my favorite kids to comment that I coached. Went um, back when I coached little guy football. I coached Jake Olson. Yeah. And so, yeah, seeing him doing all the big yeah. things with yeah, the careers cool stuff, and stuff is super cool.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I, I've told this story before, but I thought we were going to – we had a chance to beat – take the lead on in the top of the sixth against Steppenstein down at Mile High one time. Mm-hmm. We had nobody out, bases loaded, tied in on the third. You know, <laughs> we get one hit and we're in the lead. Yeah. Might not have held the lead. You know, we were – I think it was when we were 9-10. I'm yeah. not sure if – you know what, what year it was, but uh, – then all of a sudden, uh, Matt walks out, and I swear to God, he winked at me, <laughs> and he signaled for Cade to come over, yeah. and Cade came in, and that's what uh, Jake Larson was my assistant. He's out standing on the first base. He says, give me Vaughn, <laughs> <laughs> and I think he threw nine pitches. It might have been 10, yeah. and he struck out to side, yeah. and you no know, swing and misses, because you, know, yeah. you couldn't hit him in. Yeah. It was just one of the most amazing things I ever seen. had just smiling at me the whole time. Yeah, it's like I'd let you get close.
4: Yeah, he, he's another one. He's just he's just a, a man amongst boys.
0: You yeah, know? He, was, he was. He grew so quick and yeah. just so athletic. Yeah, and we and we coached together in the nine ten All Star team. Yeah, which was a pretty fun experience. That was it was, absolutely, it was, fun. God, it was hot up there in Great Falls. Uh, yeah, our our catcher was. almost tipped over. <laughs> yeah, well, Bo, uh, Bo Henderson showed up, and he had those little things for kids to put around their necks, the cool things yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I didn't know those things existed no, until last summer. Sure so. <laughs> <laughs> but we played, remember that mile-high team was so good that year? Yeah. I, I swear, Pell, that Rehapel kid batted more times in one inning than our kids did the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah,
4: pretty much. They just kept going and going. <laughs> and, and I remember Matt Steppen telling him, if you like it, swing at it, you know. And they did. They liked a lot. No, they just
0: <laughs> yeah. Our guys were throwing strikes. Yeah, you know, just hitting them. Yeah. But that was uh, that. Some, sometimes baseball's hard when you're when you just see the other guys just bat over it mm-hmm. and our guys are not good bats. But it was uh, it's, it was just pretty neat seeing all those kids. Yeah. And some of the Dylan kids too. Like, and some of them didn't, don't play now. Like, that. I think there's a, one of the Colonel kids. Yeah. Remember he had a home run the next week when they had the tournament up at up the so Missoula perfect. field. Yeah. And I thought it was going to hit my house. <laughs> I think it bounced off the roof of a truck parked in the second row. Yeah, yeah. Dylan has a great program down there. Uh, Andy's yeah. really done a great job down yeah. there. And Andy's fun to coach with. And oh, he's a great guy. Yeah,
4: I like I like sitting next to Gary Hanson when we're playing them
0: now in Legion because yeah. Gary kind of rides him a little bit. Yeah, you're <laughs> the only person who's ever said I like to sit next to Gary. <laughs> <for the> record. <laughs> My cousin Gary. Yeah, he was really riding him and Dylan this last yeah. time his, to the point where his mom was telling him to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you know back to Scoundfield though. So for a while we're gonna have temporary bleachers there. Yes, yeah, this, this gonna, summer probably.
4: We're gonna go a year with uh we're gonna have the concrete slab put in this year and then. Uh, we're going to put in some metal bleachers to get us through the year, and then uh, we're going to continue to fundraise and do some uh, applying for grants and stuff like that. Yeah. And next next year, we're going to plan on putting up the new grandstand. And we've got a lot of a lot of people involved in that that are re- you know really they reached out with some really cool ideas. Really? Um, the carpenters union got a hold of me yesterday. You know they have a program for um i think they called it the cup program i don't remember what exactly that yeah. stood for but they want to send in some of their uh their carpenters to help you know pour the foundation nice and uh, build the build the new grandstand and stuff like that and then you know we have we have brent job on our board and you know yeah. he has his construction
0: company yeah he knows a thing or two about that stuff he
4: knows a thing or two yeah, he, that yeah. Or two there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um there's a new overhead door company in town and they want to sponsor two teams and buy fence banners and also um, do the overhead doors for underneath the grandstand. Well that's great. so yeah there's a lot of, a lot of really cool things happening right now a lot, of, a lot of moving pieces and it happens super fast and um, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. it's going to be and it's just that's just our first step we can we, yeah. We have bigger goals in mind, and we we want to keep we want to keep Jim Scullin Field on the map.
0: Yeah, and now the, that's uh, kind of a, it's a complex deal. Northwest Little League's on its own mm-hmm. entity, but the field is is Butte Silver Bowl property. Yes. So does Butte Silver Bowl step in and help at all with that? They actually were the ones
4: that did the the tear down of okay. the grandstand, um, and so yeah, they help us. Um, you know and. On our board we have Derek Alt now too, you know, who Dalt's awesome. Yeah. So um that's a that's a big bonus for us because he works in that in that in that realm with the county, you know. Yeah. So um so it was pretty obvious that he was gonna be our field maintenance guy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's what he does. He's, he takes care of Staden Park all the time. Uh, yeah, it, any any park, yeah. yeah. So yeah,
4: I mean we've we've got some really good help coming. So he's gonna to have coming. a real
0: dragger up there, to no. know. I hope so <laughs> yeah he better huh yeah yeah, yeah cause he, he he's pretty good at driving that thing and, yeah. and that's important stuff you know yeah. you don't drag the field the right way enough yeah it gets pretty hard yeah it gets hard or it gets too soft in one spot or you get puddles you know different yeah. things so yeah and that, that's one of the cool things about Scoundfield too is, is you can play on that and Missoula Avenue fields too yeah like we, we'd see game, we'd be playing games in days when mile high would be rained out the whole week
4: yeah. Yeah. So well, South doesn't do real good because north drains on the south. Yeah.
0: Um, up at the Missoula complex
4: there. But Scound does good. we there's, there's French drains in on both
0: uh, yeah both sides. So. Yeah, there's some times when it just rained all day and I am like, Oh there's no way we're playing. Yeah and I had parents text me, Are we canceling? I said, oh, I'll t- let you know when we cancel. Yeah. Which that's the worst thing for I'd never want to do that to a coach. Yeah. Is the game still on? You yeah. Know, <laughs> it's on until we tell you it's not. Right. right. And uh, but there's times when I thought for sure it'd be canceled. Yeah. But we're out there playing. There's yeah. days when it snowed in the morning. Yeah. And we played that night. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And and, and moving forward, we actually kind of wanna we want to make it even better than it is. Yeah. Um, we wanna we don't if we could have it
0: our way, we would never lose a game in field as far yeah. as to the weather anyway. Yeah. Which you see that of course Dodden's like that now with the softball games yeah it has to be sticking snow yeah for them to cancel a game now yeah because the field drain so low well. yeah you know which is it's a big thing for teams I always think that's great for for beehive they don't have their games rained out yeah because they're not trying to play 100 games in, in may yeah. you know, you're getting your games in an April and you're not wearing everybody out mm-hmm. and playing and uh, it, it's a competitive advantage yeah but it's also nice not to have to Reschedule because it's a lot of times guys don't reschedule little league games. Yeah, we try le- to, but the schedule is so tight.
4: Little league is a struggle as far as that goes, and you know, and then there's all the rules that you yeah. have to have this many games in for all stars and yeah. things like that. And, um, so it's important to get those games, and you know, people are paying for a service. You know, they they're they're trusting that we're going to put their kid on the field, and you know, that kid's going to have a good time. Yeah. Um and. It, it's no fun for anybody when you put them out there for a half an inning. And no. Back in your car and go home. Yeah. You
0: know? and, and the mile high fields, which I, I'd like to see something done with them to, to fix them or move them. It would have been cool to move. Yeah. You know, Yeah, like, they're, they're right on that water. There's there was talk of, like, Mont, when they're doing Montana Pole, when they're redoing that, talk about putting a baseball facility in there yeah. or something like that. Something like that would be great because if you dig a two-foot hole at second base in any field in, in a mile high yeah. complex. Right? Yeah, you're hitting the water table. Absolutely, yeah. You know, because well, you saw they're just right across the street from, they're the highway from the country club. Yeah, and they put some new ponds in. Yeah. You know, by hole uh, was it hole ten and eleven, I think right in that area, they just dug. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't fill them up. They yeah, just there's dug. plenty of water there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we're right in the water table. It's really hard. To, uptown, uptown, you know, we're yeah. We're not near the water table. We're way above it, and a bunch of granite underneath. Yeah. Yeah, which poses its own problems. <laughs> yeah, but yeah it's, and that's where uh, I, you know, I, I was always kind of a fan of of combining the leagues. I don't know how how do you stand on that? Um, being the Northwest, I mean, even though it would be hard to see, not have the name Northwest or not have the name Mile High. But. So we crossed that bridge.
4: Um, it didn't happen. Um, I'm for the promotion of. Kids within yeah. the game of baseball. Yeah. Um, however that looks and whatever that has to happen there, I'm for. As long as the kids are the center of the decisions. Yeah. Because um, that's what really matters here. We're we're not here to um, beat our chests about. Oh, well, I'm the president of Northwest Little League. Yeah. I don't. That's not what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, I'm here to facilitate a way for kids to enjoy the game of baseball and if that is a Butte combined little league i'll be part of that too yeah
0: and uh, of course it's kind of a funny dynamic we have because mile high president is my duffy yeah. who works for coke works for coke all around great guy works for coke then you got brandon scown all around great guy running <laughs> northwest works for pepsi so yeah. it's like the, the Coke Pepsi challenge, but of course you guys and you guys get along really well together. So so it actually does
4: make for kind of an interesting and fun dynamic between him and I. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you know we coached that team that went down to Oregon a couple years ago. Yeah, in the senior, senior, junior division. Yeah, Um, we won state. And we went down to Oregon, and we would go to different restaurants and stuff. And you never knew going in whether it was a a Coke or a Pepsi account. Yeah. And uh, we'd get in there, and I. You know, and I think we were at one place and they had nothing but Coke in there and Mike was kind of chuckling at me and <laughs> I said I'll have a Dr. Pepper and he's like oh wait that's cheating yeah. <laughs> so then it got to where we were both drinking Dr. Pepper everywhere we went because we both sell it
0: so yeah. that's kind of funny and I used to... Uh, I golfed with Chad Godbout, so we had, I drank Sunkist all the time when I was playing golf at Butte High School. Yeah. Because Chad would, like, physically assault me if I <laughs> if I didn't drink Mountain Dew, or if I drank Mountain Dew. Yeah. And, I, I, of course, I'm a Mountain Dew addict. Yeah. You know, I, I can't uh, I can't stay away from it, but uh, it was always kind of fun. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Mike, Mike and I get along well. Um, and he's doing a good... He's
0: done great work with Motley. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he he does a good job down there. Um, they're, you know, they're always moving forward. They're always, they always have a tough team. I mean, I think they took fourth in state last year or something. Yeah. The nine ten, Something like that. But, um, you know, they're, they always have great teams. Um, their kids are having fun. And as long as we're, we're having fun up on the hill too. Uh,
0: yeah. And you also uh, started uh, a travel program in addition to the Little League a few years ago. I did. Well, it was, it was. Were you part of starting it?
4: Yeah, I was part of starting it. Um, Paul Richardson was kind of the 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 mega mine behind that, yeah. um, and then Brent Job, uh, Mike Carden, and myself were were kind of you know involved in yeah. in starting that and getting it off the ground. And we started with one team. Um, they had four last year, and basically those th- those four teams. Well, one of them aged out, and then the rest of them are going with this new Butte um, Junior Miners program. Yeah. So, um, so the lions, the beat lions, are kind of gone now. But um, that was always one of my uh, favorite things that I've ever done. Was was taking off with that travel program. It was so much fun.
0: Yeah, and you had to do a little altering to field two, South Field at Missoula Field. At we did. Park. Yeah,
4: we we made it um, we made it convertible to fifty seventy so that we could use yeah. it at intermediate
0: size too. Mm-hmm. So it at yeah, seventy. What bases? Yeah, seventy foot base, pitch. Foot mount, mound.
4: Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there's posts at the little league distance. That we can put bases in, and then there's posts at the intermediate distance too. Yeah, and then a portable mound.
0: Yeah, yeah, the portable mound's kind of nice. Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, it's you never have, a, you never have a bunch of mud stuck to the bottom of the kids' feet. Yeah, you know. Uh, I don't know if, how many times I've seen. A kid get three or four inches taller as he's pitching. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and it helps with rainouts. Yeah. Because that's the mound in the batter's box is the yep. most important parts of the rainout. Yep. And mound is, of the two, mound is the most important. You, yep. can't, you can't ruin the mound. Yep. And uh, so that helps because you can pitch in the rain. Yep. on the mound. Yep. Which is something you're going to do. We pay, Of course, I, I remember playing in, in Snow and Sideways and finishing a game on that Missoula Southfield. Yeah. So you, you got to play in the elements when you're playing Little League Baseball. Yeah. Because we don't have the – and it's it's almost too bad our time frame isn't different, but we're in the same time frame as, like, uh, you know, California, Florida, and they're, and they're playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Little League's already started. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, When we went on that
4: trip to Oregon, we played a team from Nogales, New, um, Nogales Arizona. Yeah. And uh, they uh, – they were telling us to just play year round. They had their team picked in January and Yeah. You know, we had we had our team picked in July. <laughs> yeah. And showed up
0: in late July with that team. Yeah. And we saw that around the state too though, like when my son played on the the, the dirt ballers. Yeah. And I thought, man, we okay we're gonna kick some butt. You know, we got some good kids that are combined in Northwest Mile High kids, you know, and Grady was on the team with really good players. Yeah. And we go to these tournaments and lose thirty to two. <laughs> To Belgrade, they play year round. You know, they have indoor facilities. They, you know, they play, not year. I don't play year round, but they play a lot more. Yeah. You know, and uh, Bozeman, Great Falls, Helena. Helena's got a really good baseball program up there. Yeah, yeah. Helena has a lot of guys that are uh, really dedicated to it. Yeah. yeah. And like Belgrade, they're the Belgrade Bandits yeah. from nine years old through Legion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's. Uh, That's a big program. It's it's it's, and it's a really good program, and, and I I don't know if their goal for this new Butte program is to, like, get on par with them or try to give the kids a little extra footing. Yeah. But it seems like it could be a pretty good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah
4: and I think there's a lot of – got a lot of the right people involved there. Uh, yeah. You know, Jim Loprowse is involved there. Yeah. Joey Jeff. O'Brien. Yeah, Joey. Um, Richie O'Brien. You know, there's, there's a lot of good people. Yeah. I coach with Richie. He was one of my favorite people. There's um,
0: not a better guy in the world than Richie yeah. O'Brien. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey everyone, John Wick here. You might recognize this buttery smooth voice from the episode 81 of the ButteCast. Along with my wife, Cassie, I want to take a second and thank everyone for supporting 5518 Designs, our store at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte. For seven years now, we've made it our goal to celebrate who we are and what we enjoy about living in Butte and in Montana. At 5518, you'll find the latest in-house designed apparel and gifts that do just that. And they're all produced locally and finished in store. We also carry a wide variety of outdoor essentials from trusted brands like Chaco, Kavu, and Dakine. I invite you to stop in the next time you're shopping, eating, or even playing in historic Uptown Butte. 5518 Designs, 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte and online at shop5518.com.
4: Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party, or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an Old Fashioned or a Pink Mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4pm to 6pm and 2pm to 6pm Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miner's Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 below Speakeasy and
0: Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial five. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metals Sports Bar & Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big-screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season.
3: There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits, to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278, make your stories. Legendary.
1: This message is brought to you by Anode Designs here in Anaconda. Hi, this is Blake, sports broadcasting legend and golden tee golf semi-professional. During my time as a world-renowned sports broadcaster, covering all 12,348 Montana schools over my 21 years on the job, I've seen and heard it all. But nothing compares to the Butte cast. Don't take it from me. Take it from a formerly employed disc jockey turned shrewd corporate shill. Tell you all about it. Hi, Paul Panisco here. Over my time in broadcasting, Blake is easily in the top 120 broadcasters I've ever heard call a high school volleyball match before. And forget about being the best voice ever in Anaconda High School streaming service history. He's also his family's all-you-can-eat buffet eating champion. (laughs) Ha-ha! Embellishment is the word of the day, kids. And there's nobody who embellishes facts and figures quite like our boy Billy here on the ButteCast. Mr. Foley is doing a fine job letting all of us outsiders learn about the trials and tribulations of the second or third greatest city here in Montana. Our baby brother Butte. And because he's doing such a fine job, let us tell you of another who does fine work in your fair city. John and Company at 5518 and Big City in Uptown Butte. They can customize any wearable garments you can imagine, except the thongs and unmentionables Billy wears. That's all us here at Anode Designs. If your company is needing embroidery in a jiffy, call on us here at Anode Designs. We know you can't get it in a week anywhere else, but we can. And all jokes aside, cue your Bears and Red Sox tapes. That's no embellishment.
0: Yeah, and I think, and of course, you have to play Little League. Yep. Which is a cool thing. And that's what uh, when uh, Grady played for uh, the Dirt baller, Ballers, Matt Steppen and, and Luke Steitzer ran it. Yeah. You know, and that was the key. You had to play Little League. Yep. And if we have a practice the same time as your Little League team, you can go to your Little League team practice. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. Yeah.
4: They're, they're definitely, you know, they're, I know there was a lot of, for a lot of years, there was Little League versus Travel Ball. You know, all these yeah. people that would choose Travel Ball over Little League. And, you know, I think there's definitely room for the two to coexist. Um, yeah. and, and when we had the Butte Lions, we proved that. You know, that was a requirement for us, too, is we yeah. had to play a little league. And it worked really well. Yeah. Um, you know, you had to kind of watch what you were doing with certain kids because they may have pitched four pitches yeah. before. Yeah, so. that was always a, <laughs>
0: yeah, that was always a tough part. How many pitches did you pitch this week? Yeah. You know, I, I would have to ask dads. Yeah, or coaches? Did you pitch this kid? Because you didn't want to. Yeah, you know, because even though you could, because it was the pitching rolls were for little league games. Right. And a lot of the travel didn't. And most travel has pitching tournaments have pitched counts now. Yeah, they they, they, they didn't them. at first.
4: They usually do it by uh, uh, innings in the tournament. Yeah, they can do seven mm-hmm. innings, three in one day yeah.
0: or something. Yeah. So I I would always worry about that the the pitchers. You know, some of the kids that threw a lot. I think like Cole Solomon. Yeah. He was on our team, and Mike would want to pitch him on Tuesday. And he's like, hold on a second. Did yeah. you? How many games how many did you pitch this weekend? Yeah. I said, well, yeah. You can wait till
4: Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. You know? I, I, I had Cole on my travel team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Cole got comfortable enough with me where he would tell me, uh, you know, my, my arm's getting a
0: little sore. Yeah. Like, all right. Cool. And Mike wanted to use them all the time because <laughs> he not only threw good and threw hard, but he threw where if he took pictures of him, it was just. Perfect mechanics—the leg, the, in the back legs up, and yeah. follow throughs down. You know, he was—he's—and he pitches like that still. Yeah, yeah. You know? Cole
4: Cole's, Cole is a solid pitcher. And, yeah. And, and you know, he was—he was about maybe the sixth, seventh grade before you know, you, you realize that he's throwing the kind of heat yeah. that some high school
0: kids are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he throws hard. I, I didn't like catching him even when he was 12. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just because it, it it would hurt sometimes. Yeah, hit the right spot. But my favorite thing about little league was the, was the kids like uh, well Miller says, Keith Miller called called little league a community enrichment program. Yeah, and he's 100 percent right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and you get kids is it's the kids who don't play that much, mm-hmm. the kids that, that 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 never. I mean, I had a kid ask me what's a strike. One time. Yeah, and I was like. How do you explain what a strike is? Yeah. I mean, it's just something I always knew, you know, just because I grew up watching baseball, playing baseball yeah. in the yard, you know, with my brother. And it's like, wow, what? He raises his hand and says, what's a strike? And, and that's a kid who later wanted to pitch. And, and uh, he showed up to pitch, and I let him throw and he wasn't doing very good. And his dad came up after and kind of, like, started chewing him out. He said, you got to wear your baseball shoes. I looked at him, he had Heelys on, and he was pitching. <laughs> that takes talent. Yeah, so, I mean, you think about it. You, you factor that in. Uh, it was pretty good. But then there's other kids who uh, – I remember when I first coached – the first year I coached with my cousin Tom Shark. We coached – it was in 1999. Yeah. Coached in what they called A back then. Yeah. And I had a kid foul a ball off, and I started crying because he wouldn't swing. And if he did, when he did swing, he couldn't hit anything. Yeah. Even in practice, we could just – put it right in the spot and he never hit it. He fouled the ball off in our last game. Yeah. And I, I, tears in my eyes. And you know, and that's like another kid, little Bobby, was on our team and he never played. Showed up, it was like, with the plastic mitt like, like uh, Scotty Smalls. Yeah. You know, and a hat like Scotty Smalls. You yeah. Know. You know, Big, his, long, you know, it, long bill on Yeah, it. you know, <laughs> his, his dad was, you know, his, his dad's works on the road and his mom didn't do sports, but she signed him up to play and he didn't have a clue what was going on, but, our last practice tonight, we had, we had a great practice, which where Cole hit a couple balls that were practicing on the Missoula Southfield. Cole hit a couple balls that bounced off the fence. Yeah. And he was really coming on and finally really hit. And this kid started hitting that night. He hit a few hits. One time he hit it right up the middle and hit the bucket. I had to dance out of the way, hits the bucket <laughs> of balls, you know, that I got. And uh, it was just going so well. And then that's the night that I got a call from Josh Bush that they were canceling the rest of the season. Because of COVID, oh yeah, you know, because we had a co- we had a parent in the league with COVID, oh yeah. Which yeah. hindsight, we shouldn't cancel the league. Yeah, at the time we had to cancel. It. Yeah, there was no option. Yeah, yeah, you it know? was
4: such a weird year.
0: Yeah, but th- th- those are the things I like, and you, you know, those are the things you see every year in the team. You, you got that kid every year on your team at Northwest, at least. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, some of those kids.
4: You know, those, those are, you know, and Miller kind of, you know, Miller Miller is a guy that's chock full of wisdom there. Yeah. But uh, he, he mentioned to me before, you know, th- those are the kids you remember. You know, and he's yeah. he's absolutely right. You know, you, you think back on how many kids you coach, and, yeah, you remember, you know, almost all of them. Yeah. And you remember the studs, but you, re- you really, it, it really puts a smile on your face when you think about the kid that just struggled through everything and then all yeah. of a sudden just clicked one day. Yeah. And the smile on their face and the things that happen all in those moments is so cool Yeah, and that's what baseball is you know?
0: yeah and, and the thing that, that when I look back <coughs> at the I remember all my coaches yeah you know Mike Venner you know the great late Mike Venner he picked me up for our first practice at the golf course to give me a ride to practice yeah you know it just just a great guy you know we had Ed, had Ed Martin yeah who yeah. was you know another phenomenal guy who I ran into a few months ago for the first time. I talked to him the first time in 30 some years. Yeah. And he looked the same. His hair was a little lighter, <laughs> but it was so great to see him. And uh, you know, Rusty Yance's dad. I can't remember can't remember what Mr. Yance's first name was. But you know, my dad coached me, and and I remember uh, a guy named Jesse James coached my T-ball team. Yeah. Used to live right next door to the old YMCA. The house isn't there anymore, but it was right next door to the YMCA. Had wow. a son named Jesse, and we won the 82. Little League uh, or T-ball championship at Northwest. Yeah, yeah, back when T-ball was competitive. It was the first year that they had T-ball, and yeah. I was turned out to be the best thing for me because I could hit the heck out of the ball off the tee. Yeah, I couldn't hit it if you threw it to me. <laughs> but I could hit it off a tee. Yeah, so I was one of the better players. You know, played third <laughs> base and I hit the heck out of the ball, and then we won, and, and it was great. You, you know, we we had a two out of three series with Port. I was at VFW. We played Port Shop Johns. Yeah, and your grandpa had two out of three series, and the, and the champ, the, the third, I think it was the third game, the championship game, and but at, at the little League, the Major's Field we used to call it then, which is now yeah. scout Field. Yeah, and we beat them there, and we went to Silver Pizza right after, which I think PA hey, was still was Philly in at that point. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we go Dating back, we go <laughs> back a long way, 1982. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it was it was so much fun, and but you remember you remember your coaches, and you remember the practices more than you remember the games.
4: Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Um, I mean, I remember <laughs> the highlights of the games. Yeah, you know. But I remember kind of the, the dumb little things that, you know, happened in practice, the things that you laugh about, the stories you tell. You know, Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I've, right around 1991, we were playing a game and we were just in warm ups and some things happened. Uh, my buddy Louie was our second baseman and I was the third baseman and we both ended up on the dugout, in the dugout. Icing our groin, <laughs> and it, we hadn't even made it out of warm-ups Use the ice for your marble, like the, at the yeah. end of Tommy Boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> use the ice. Use the ice for your marbles.
4: <laughs> and you know, I still tell that story to this day. You know, <laughs> we didn't even play. I don't even remember what happened in that game. Yeah, I just remember what happened before the game. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, and you remember the teammates. You know, Ryan Murphy was. Uh, on my team, we, were, we played for the Eagles, the last year of the Eagles, Ryan Murphy, Tim McMahon, and yep. we were the three youngest guys on the team. Ryan was a superstar. Tim was okay. I was terrible. <laughs> but, but Ryan was awesome. And, you know, like Jay uh, Hackman, who was Jay Cassidy then, you know, he was on the – played superstar for 1989 Butte High team, you know. Yeah. And he was just just a big kid. And, you know, uh, just so many Jason Booth, some of the guys we played with and, and played against. Yeah. I remember my brother, first time he got a pitch, he, I think he walked the first three batters and then Brian Postman hit a grand slam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I, you used the stuff that you remember, you know, the guys you played against. I remember Tom Riappel playing for the Butte Police, always having his hand back, calling timeouts. Yeah. You know, kind of, you look like Derek Jeter did. Yeah. He had his hand to timeout, you know, hand yeah. as he was warming up. Yeah. Uh, j- j- little things that you remember that, you know, I, I, and, I didn't even know I remember I just kind of just popped in my mind the Tom Riopo. Yeah. You know, but that, yeah, if you look back in life in Little League, some of my, my best moments, my best memories, even though I was a shitty player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And, and what you said earlier with Miller, um, you know, it really is. Community enrichment program. Because, like, you, like you're talking about now, yeah. you know, you have fond memories,
0: you know. Yeah. And I could still hear the Neil Diamond songs in my head from when we were driving. We had an eight-track tape in our car, and we only had Neil Diamond. Is the only thing my mom had in there. Yeah. So it was just played over and over. So <laughs> I just I I just remember riding to the games, listening to Neil Diamond.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my mom was a fan, so I listened to a lot of Neil Diamond.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's just it's great stuff, and it's great that we have people who are still hanging on to Little League in an era of travel. Yeah. You know, because a lot of places Little League isn't is, isn't there as much. You know, like, we'll look at the Billings schools. I don't know. What, or Billings teams. I don't know. Billings is the only place on the east side of the state that has Little League. Uh, they, but, they, like, they didn't have the Senior Little League as well. Uh, they they have bit. it, but they you and know. It's not quite as strong as ours. Yeah, so. it's not quite as strong as ours. Yeah, but, so, but there's a lot of places that the Little League has disappeared. And yeah. it's been replaced by travel. Yeah, Bozeman, or, Helena. They don't even have Little League at they all. don't have Little League at all. And that's a shame because Little League is affordable. Yeah. Everybody right. can play Little League. Yeah. I mean, and even if you can't afford it. We'll if you we'll can't you afford it. it, we have scholarship programs. Yeah. So and every kid can play Little League baseball. Yeah,
4: absolutely. I, I, We will never, ever turn a kid away.
0: Yeah. And that, that's the great thing about it. And uh, it just does so much good. And mm-hmm. It's sad that Little League isn't around certain places. You know? Yeah, it is.
4: Um You know, I mean, imagine the strength of schedule in a state tournament if everybody had a team, you know, instead of the the west side of the state is pretty heavy in Little League. Yeah. You know, we still have Missoula, um, Frenchtown, all those places over there. Great Falls has a pretty good little program up there. Um, But, yeah, Helena doesn't have one. Uh, Bozeman doesn't have one. Um, The only thing on on the eastern, eastern side of the state is Billings. Yeah.
0: And that's where this renovation of Scallon Field will help with Little League too, because you might see some kids want to play more. Yeah, I mean, I want to give them. So,
4: kind of where you know my idea going into being the president of the league is bringing back kind of the days that my grandfather had. Yeah. You know, and having an announcer, and you know, I want those kids to hear their name get called as they step into the box. And the walk-up
0: songs, because we've done, we worked together in the booths for the. We have. That's that's tricky to do. Yeah, no, but and it's tough to do because you saw me. I, I can't even walk and shoot gum at the same time. Trying to <laughs> trying to get the song to the right place. Yeah, you know because they wanted to start at 18 seconds. This yeah. kid wants this song and then not, and I'm not good like Davy. Davy from Screen record, captured Davey, them off YouTube. Davy has it figured out. Yeah, and and I'm gonna have to learn a little bit from Davy. But the kids love that because remember they lost the game, the the motor mo- the motor motors as we like to call. Them. <laughs> they lost a game and I go down walking between the double header and they're in line to get hamburgers and stuff. Yeah, concession stand and they were all happy. Hey, great job on the announcing and the songs cuz they got to hear their walk up song. Yeah, but just hearing their name is a big deal for those kids. Right? And
4: absolutely. And you know and you know, I realize that the number on the jersey is just a number, but those kids love that. They love to hear their name tied to their number as they're yeah. walking up to the plate. That's their big moment, you know. Yeah. What whether it's just a, a regular season game or an All-Star tournament game. Yeah. Um, they just love to hear it, yeah. you know. Especially like you know, the the new kids coming in at the nine ten level, you know, that you know, they're not gonna get that at the Anselmo field, you know, when they're playing T ball and yeah. stuff. But when they when they when they move up and they get into that spot where they're they're stepping on the Scound Field and and you know, they're I want them to feel that they hit like the big time or something yeah. you know, and and be proud of it. Yeah. And that's that's one of our goals
0: is to get that back up. And that's down. awesome. And that's one of the things when we were before we were old enough to play in the majors, we looked forward to playing in the majors. Absolutely. We, we would go watch the games of the older kids, and you know, it my brother or was other kids playing? Because we wanted to be there. Yeah. And, and then when we were finally there, finally got those socks. Yeah. In the uniform and everything, and then you got your name announced by Jim Scound. Yeah. It's like I made it. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. We want to give those kids that feeling. Yeah. Like that. That's awesome. Now, uh, have you been bombarded by people yelling at you for tearing down those uh, stands? It's... Some people
4: have crossed the bridge with me. Um, They, you know, and I get it. I I understand it. You know, it was a piece of the community. Yeah. Um, And Jess Tracy, bless his heart, grabbed this huge chunk of wood out of there and he's going to cut a piece of it off and give it to me he has a he has a collection of That's things awesome. yeah that uh he's kept from he has some of the old stadium seats from alumni and he's Nine. got some bricks from longfellow I have some bricks from Greeley yeah um but he he has a great big chunk of that uh, grandstand and my plan with that is my wife's like what are you going to do with that it's sit in the kitchen or something was <laughs> like yeah. no what I'm going to do with it is I I plan on bringing it into that new grandstand and I'll bolt it to the wall in there you know it's a, yeah. just kind of give it the heart you
0: know? yeah just piece of the history there yeah yeah and it's going to be an improvement you know and you know it killed me when they tore those alumni coliseum grandstand down, Yeah, you know but of course they did it in name of progress build that beautiful new building up there yeah so, but it
4: still sucked
0: to see that. those yeah. things go down
4: yeah this will be mm. a little different I mean we're not tearing it down and to yeah. ultimately get rid of the field we're tearing yeah. it down to rebuild it yeah and it's in the name of progress yeah and yeah. and replace it, and so. Well, even Yankee
0: Stadium was renovated, right? Right. Yeah, well, Soldier Field. Yeah, you know. that's not Soldier Field <laughs> It's really not. I was there a couple of years ago. It's <laughs> it's weird. I've been looking at a lot of. I get. I got a Facebook. Uh, somehow it shows up. Uh, suggested in pictures of Soldier Field show up all the time. The old yeah. Soldier Field. Yeah. And I would have loved to the gotten there.
4: Yeah, I mean the, the the heart of it's still there, but yeah. it's it's a it looks like they landed a spaceship in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's, not, it's no longer on the landmark list, yeah. historic landmark. Yeah. You know, because they, they kind of... The pillars should be there forever. Like, but, yeah. But, but, yeah,
4: I mean, the, the grandstand will go back up. I mean, the plan is to put in a grandstand that's going to last the next 50 years. Yeah. You know? Because uh, this one just wasn't going to... We had a few people fall on it last year.
0: It was getting, it was getting pretty dangerous. Well, it wasn't always the most comfortable. Like, they were deep... The seats were kind of deep, weren't they? And and they and, were crooked, and they're, yeah. they're <laughs> and every seat was also a step too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was no
4: actual seats; it was just, a bunch just of steps,
0: a bunch of steps. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't sit in it very often. Of course, I was most most of the games I watched there over the last twenty five years were from a dugout or the coach's box. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the best view, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't sit there a lot, but you know, it, when I did watch games, I usually was up above, sitting on the on the wall
4: yeah the tiers uh and and i, I kind of want to do something there too maybe we can kind of just freshen them up a little bit because i think that's another really cool part of that field is yeah. you know i love it when you get a tournament game there or something and you, you get the uh the typical baseball families that show up with they, they got their fold-up wagon you know yeah. and with chairs piled in it and a cooler and stuff and they wheel it down those tear those tiers and they set up their big canopy and yeah. you know, sit there and watch the games from up there. It's really cool to watch I and mean, just yeah. see people use that space. You know? yeah.
2: Shop where the champion shop. Dig City Supply is now the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics and your home to everything or diggers. But that's just where we start. We've got Uptown's largest selection of Butte High and Butte Central apparel as well as all the area elementary schools. And while you're in, be sure to check out our special line of gear that we call the Butte Icon Collection. We've partnered with some cherished Butte businesses and organizations to create some fun, nostalgic designs celebrating all the awesomeness that we have right here in town. Wear your pride from Dig City Supply, the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics. Uptown Butte at 43 West Park Street and online at digcitysupply.com.
0: Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc's Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more.
2: Oh look, there's another one. Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to the hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Berkeley. And don't forget, Bucko the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Meal Bar, we're still so after all these years. Thank you, Butte
1: everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill bar.
0: You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to Joy Fit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to Pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit 406. To book a class or to get more information visit joyfit406.com like joyfit406 on social media and download the joyfit406 app also don't forget to book the renovated knights of columbus hall for your party or reception today the knights of columbus is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast.
1: hey butte america jeremiah shields here at Our honda we got some winter specials designed to keep your vehicle clean and looking sharp If you're in need of a new windshield, let us take care of you and we will take $60 off of your next full detail. Short on funds? No worries. We've got flexible financing terms for just about everybody. Also we are offering free windshield chip repair and headlight restoration with the purchase of a full detail. Remember, we offer pickup and delivery service as well at no cost. Because here at Lescavar Honda, we got you. Has Mike Parent given you
4: any feedback about it? mike parent he he stays in touch with me pretty regularly yeah. he uh he texted me a couple days he texted me yesterday he thought I was in emergency back surgery. It was actually my father in law <laughs> yeah. is he doing okay He's 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 doing okay yeah but it
0: takes a while when you have emergency back surgery yeah yeah
4: he'll be down for a while yeah. Uh, but yeah he was he was if thought it was me <laughs> I was like, no Mike, I'm fine <laughs> but uh Mike is an interesting character he uh I mean, personifies little league, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he stays. He stays in regular touch with me. He always has, you know. And you know, I, I had Jordan, um, and when Jordan was, I don't know, six or seven years old, Mike was. Mike scouts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mike scouts. The he scouts. He, he starts scouting. He was when I was coaching <laughs> seven, eight. He was at almost every one of my games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some uh, of my practices. Yeah. And and so
4: he started staying in pretty regular touch with me, and then uh, then he found out that when I was when Jordan was moving into majors that uh, I was coaching, you know. <laughs> so Jordan was on my team, you know? yeah. And uh, and he had Dominic, and I, I helped coach that team. And, yeah. You know that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, he since the kids were pretty little, you know, baseball season rolls around, I start getting texts from Mike. You know, what do you think about this kid? What do you think about that kid? honestly don't know him
0: that well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the year after Grady stopped playing for him when he was 13, he kept texting me what time practices were I'm like, I can't. I, I can't. I can't coach a team and follow my son's team, you know. And he said, all right, practice 2 o'clock, on, you know. And then, uh, he, he just wouldn't accept that because I need you. I need your help, you know. And then I saw he posted his team picture there were five assistant coaches in this photo with him yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like what are you, you, you made me feel guilty and you had five guys helping you <laughs> he does a pretty good job at that he, he has always
4: got a few people with yeah. <laughs> him um i was one of those guys for a couple of years and he he
0: ropes you and he buys you t-shirts and stuff like yeah. that you know? and he's such a great guy he takes care of the kids so well yeah and uh, he's been coaching basically um, the same team for it's been at least 55 years now i think yeah yeah he's been there a long time
4: um you know and, and you talk with anyone that's been around there for a while, Miller and my grandpa when he was around and stuff and you know they they love Mike,
0: but they, they also love to give him crap you know? oh they do oh, <laughs> Miller, Miller teases him and I've never I've never been able to give him too much you know? yeah. but I, I, I've been able to speak with him, which is not always easy. a yeah. lot of people can't communicate with Mike, but I know yeah. when I know the key is, is understanding when he heard you yeah, because you can tell, oh okay. That yeah. means he didn't hear you. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah. and he just, or one he, he kind of gives you, a mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he does, he's so amazing that he's, and, and of course, there's a time when I thought the reason he's been able to last so long is because he can hear. So yeah. he can hear all the crap that's going on with the kids and all the stuff that they're doing and all the fighting and the whining. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what a remarkable
4: guy. Yeah. Yeah. And well, then, you know, that's one of the coolest things I think about Northwest is, you know, and I'm sure everybody has, feels the same. I'm sure my eye yeah. feels the same. I'm sure, you know, like Mount Sentinel, everybody has these guys yeah. that, you know, they they feel just are like the personification of Little League, you know, yeah. um, and Mike is that guy. And, you know, and, and Northwest has just been blessed with a lot of really great volunteers for all these years. I mean, yeah. I'm not entirely sure on the date that Northwest first chartered, but I want to say it's somewhere between 1952 and 1954. Really? And so all of those years, you know, there's just been there's been a Mike Parent, there's been yeah. a Jim Scowen, there's you know
0: Ed Cernich was
4: Ed Cernich, Mike, yeah, yeah, and, and you know the, the Henry Klobuchar, you
0: know, and, and you got the down in the Austins, down at that with Longfellow, you yeah. Know. Joan, was it Joanne, and Ed Austin. Or- yeah, yeah. And then of course, the- there's a lot of people uh, I know. The Scalaburns were big, helping yeah. Mile High for Mile years. High, yeah. yeah,
4: And they're still involved.
0: Yeah, you know, so many people have done a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Which, and, and for nothing.
4: Yeah, yeah. Nobody gets anything out of it. You, you,
0: your salary for uh, for. Uh, being the president of the Northwest League is the exact same salary you get for appearing on this podcast today, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a, I got a free Pepsi. You out, get but. a Pepsi, out of So you, so it's even, <laughs> so it's not even as high as. Today, right?
4: <laughs> but you know, coaching. I think if 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 I had to look at the finances of coaching, I lost a lot of money on that. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: but you gain other things. Yeah. Yeah. You spend spend a lot of money on kids. Bought a, a lot of I mean, there's been a lot of uh, bad spot, a lot of mitts you buy yep. for kids and yep. different, you know, you always have extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. You spend a lot of money driving kids. When we'd go play in Anaconda or Dylan, you know, it was a good thing I had a car that would seat seven people. Yeah. Because we always had seven people. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I didn't necessarily have that car. I had a truck with a, an extended cab and we'd have four or five kids jammed in the, into the extended cab
0: part of the yeah. truck. <laughs> Yeah, but that's awesome.
4: We'd still go, we.
0: Yeah. Now, little league signups are they open now? Little league signups are open. Um,
4: and we did have some money coming in from T-Mobile. They uh, they sponsor a certain amount of kids every year, but Butte kind of gets the short end of that stick because they they put out the money worldwide Yeah. or nationwide. I'm sorry, um, and a lot of places are already playing baseball and. We're we're just starting to sign up. Yeah,
0: and we're not even thinking about
4: practice. Although this year we might be able to practice early. It's looking like it's Scouting field, you know, if you raked it, the
0: water off of it, it'd probably be ready tomorrow. (laughs) We're about April 15th level of snow from last year. Yeah. Maybe even, actually maybe, but we might be ahead of that. Yeah,
4: it's... I, uh, somebody came into work today and told me, "Well, the groundhog's seen his shadows, so it's going to be an early spring." And I said, <laughs> "It well, already yeah, is. It's already spring." <laughs> yeah, walking my dog around the M is a muddy mess. <laughs> yeah, there's no snow. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're we're currently taking registration. Um, but even though the T-Mobile money is out, we're we're still we will still scholarship any kids that need it. Uh, we understand sometimes you need a, a help a leg up. So yeah, and this was a Butte, is it a butte baseball. Butelittleleague.com. dot com. .com. .com. That's our our homepage.
0: And sign up through there. It kind of takes you through all the steps. Yeah, I'm sure Mile High's probably got their sign ups now. And then the girls' softball, which is, those guys have done a great job running that girls' program. They have.
4: Um, I was on the board when that decision was made, and I remember they came in and they they pitched their spiel, you know, about doing an an all-girls little league, you know, so that the girls had their own thing. Because at the time we were losing girls were, we were we were losing girls left and right. I mean, yeah. we were down to, I think we had 13 girls, like citywide. No kidding. Yeah. And it, and it was just falling apart. Probably got hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. And, and you know, we, we made the deal with a Mile High gave them the gear um, and we gave them the fields because uh, Longfellow at the time was part of Northwest. Yeah. And uh, we gave up the Longfellow complex and they they hit the ground running so fast, it, and it was really cool to watch. Um, and they've done a great job down there, and you know, this this year actually is uh, the 50th anniversary of girls softball. In, oh, is it? In... Which
0: your grandpa was behind that.
4: Yes, he, he first chartered yeah. a girls team in 1974 at Northwest Little League. and. Uh, so, yeah, this is the 50th anniversary of that. I mean, that, Meg,
0: Meg Heron and Murphy may have been on that team.
4: Meg Murphy was the first uh, Jim Scone Award winner. Um, she's she's a pretty cool person. Yeah, she sure is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's I – mean, and so it – there was a big president's meeting a couple of weeks ago, really, um, and that was a big part of the conversation is, you know, is, it's the 50th anniversary of girls softball and you know pretty much nationwide um, I know Northwest and my grandfather were one of the first chartered girls softball teams in the western United States yeah, yeah that's pretty cool that's something that needs to be celebrated yeah absolutely yeah. And, and that Copper City softball down there that I can't say enough about what they've done. They they took what, like, we, we handed them, you know, 13 girls, you know, between us and Mile <laughs> High, and we're like, well, good luck, you know, yeah. and, and, man, they, it's huge. Yeah. They have their, their theme nights and stuff.
0: Those girls are having a blast down there. Yeah. What is funny is because so many of the girls, the women who are running it, are, are were girls playing softball when I was starting to write for the newspaper. Yeah, you know, and I just covered a lot of those girls when they when they were superstar players, and and it's cool to see that they're the ones giving back and bringing back softball. Yeah, and I think you're going to see state titles for Butte High and Butte Central down oh, the yeah. road because of that.
4: Yeah, yeah, and and the state of baseball in Butte right now, baseball, softball, all of it is it's super elevated right now. Yeah,
0: um, and we got through enough for three teams for Legion last year.
4: Yeah, yeah. Three legion teams, and you know, two years ago we're, we're winning the regional title. Yeah. You know. um, our juniors program has won four state championships in a row. Yeah. Um, and little league is, you know, little league has always kind of been solid. It, it, it you know, numbers ebb and flow, but um, but it's always there. Yeah. Uh, but you're starting to see the development at the higher levels. Um Butte High, you know, with the first team in the you know in the first season, yeah. You know, made made quite a bit of noise, you know. Yeah. And they were they were a good ball club.
0: Yeah, and we're finally it seems like we're finally getting over that hump of uh we used to lose kids at twelve. Oh absolutely you know? especially once Babe Ruth went away. Yeah. We had that big gap, you know, where we would lose kids. Yeah, and before they started Legion, and now we're getting past that hump, where kids aren't seeing that as like when I went when I was twelve, I was like, this is my last year, yeah. you know, because well, I knew I wasn't good enough to play, but a lot of kids were the same way. Even kids that were good enough to play were like, ah, little league's done, yeah, you know, here we go. But now we're we we've got over that hump, where kids are, are going beyond. Yeah, it.
4: our junior senior division here is strong. Yeah, it's really strong. Um, we didn't have a seniors team last year for all stars, but um, we have in recent yeah. years and they've been good yeah you know um, I think Dominic was on a team I forget how many years ago probably five years ago five four four or five years ago um, they ran it all the way to the last pitch and they lost but it was, they were good yeah you know? it was a good ball club and and we're like that at almost every level of the of the upper ages yeah you know yeah, we're and, sure. and girls softball is—you're going to see some stuff out of Beach High Beach Central. That's pretty
0: awesome. And hopefully, see some of these big yeah, tournaments coming back to Scout Field here.
4: Absolutely. Um, you know, I I I hope that we have another regional here.
0: Yeah. Um,
4: I I think that was awesome for the community, and if we do, I hope everybody and their dog comes up to watch. You yeah. Because it was it, it really is a cool thing, you know, to watch. You know, these kids are. They're great ball players. You know, you get into those regionals, they're great. Yeah. You know. And
0: you might see a big leaguer. You might. You know? Yeah. yeah. You would have to ask Mike. Maybe we already have. You know, Mike would know. Yeah. Yeah. But they're we saw some kids, totally like, possible. you know, Mike will go to a game and he'll point out the kids to play basketball at Tech. He was in the Billings team that went to the League World Series. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, well, we've seen some pretty amazing girls play softball and some pretty amazing boys play baseball. Yeah. In those tournaments.
4: Yeah and and that's the nice thing about scout field too is we can we can flip that into a girls softball field in a matter of seconds
0: yeah you know and we'd love to have it up there yeah so how can people help with uh, the fundraising for this project um
4: they can contact me they can contact us through um our email um which is butte little league um I should probably hold back on that because I don't remember right off the top of <laughs> well, my head. Well, you can send
0: me a later. Let's put a link in the show notes.
3: Yeah,
4: um, and then, uh, but you can contact me. Uh, my number's anywhere on the on the uh, on the Facebook page. It's any bathroom stall. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows who's done some of that for, for me? But uh, yeah, there's a, uh, and there you know, and anything that anyone can give is is great. Um, we are. You know we're gonna be I can't say enough about the board of directors that I have with me the the people I have with me are dedicated hard-working and um, they're gonna go out and they're gonna they're gonna shake some trees in the community and try to get some people to you know there's a lot of people around butte that have that have the means to help and and want to help with things like that but they don't know where to start and uh you know and we're going to get out and we're going to shake those trees and we're going to find those people and we're we're going to get this done and uh it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool when we do finally pull a regional or something into butte
0: yeah yeah it's going to be awesome it'll be be worth the headache that you're getting for from the the people who are worried that you're tearing down history
4: yeah yeah um and you know and and I get it, yeah. you know. I I understand it. Um, I'm one of those people, you know. I, I'm not a big fan of like the things I, like apartment buildings going into these historic old buildings, you know. I'm I'm like that too.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like seeing any building torn down, but yeah. this, I think when people see the final product, they're going to be pretty happy.
4: I think so. I think that's going to be kind of the key, you know, for anyone out there that uh, that that doesn't like. You know the fact that we took down the grandstand or anything like that, and we're going to make some changes. And you know, there's you're going to see Scoundfield evolve a little bit. Yeah. Um, and to those people, I just you know just please wait it out and see the final product because it's going to be pretty. It's going to be something special to go forward with. Yeah, something great for Uptown Butte. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I live a block away from the place, so Uptown Butte is you know is.
0: It's close to me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, there's nothing better in Uptown Butte. Absolutely. You couldn't pay me to live down on the flat again. (laughs) Well, we don't see the pit from our house, right? Yeah. We look down, we see the highlands, the East Ridge. Oh, I see the M. I have a perfect view of the fireworks. Yeah, Yeah. It's God's country up there. It is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Brandon, I appreciate your time today. And good luck with the project. Yeah, I appreciate it. let me know if there's anything I can do to help it. You know, as I told Josh, you know, don't be afraid to give me a call if you just need someone with a shovel. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're gonna come need down some there things. to <laughs> get the field ready sometimes or yeah. whatever.
4: Yeah, um, I think I think we're uh, we're heading in a really neat direction. We're gonna see some things that uh, that Butte needs, and we're gonna I think we're gonna see some. I, I think we're gonna see an elevated level of play once the kids start really having fun. Yeah, you know, once they get that that big leaguer feeling, like you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, you it'll know? be back. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, buddy. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, Bill.